movies sushi. American Psycho. At a gourmet restaurant, Patrick Bateman's colleague Van Patten calls it a chicks restaurant. The bill is only five hundred and seventy dollars. Four identical credit cards soon appear in the waiter's dish. At a bar, Bateman learns it's cash only and grows infuriated. He curses the waitress audibly and takes his drinks and change with a big smile. He lives on the eleventh floor of the American Gardens building, on West Eighty-first Street. He has a balanced diet, a rigorous exercise routine, and uses several different lotions and cleansers to maintain his looks. There's an idea of a Patrick Bateman, but this is only illusory. People can shake his hand, but he is not there. He tells Secretary Jean to make lunch reservations. And asks for a mineral water. She shouldn't wear that outfit. He suggests a dress or a skirt, and high heels. He watches TV with his feet on his desk. Evelyn Williams wants to marry Bateman, but he says he can't take the time off work. She says his father practically owns the company. He does the job because he wants to fit in. Bateman discovers they have a decent table, and relief washes over him in an awesome wave. He's having an affair with Courtney Rawlinson, Evelyn's closest friend. She's on Xanax that night. Courtney's engaged to Doofus Lewis Carruthers. Bateman has Courtney on the phone. He thinks she's on lithium. He calls Carruthers a tumbling, tumbling dickweed. With porn on his TV, he suggests he and Courtney go to exclusive restaurant Dorcia. Approaching Barcadia instead, Bateman suggests Courtney take more lithium, or have a caffeinated diet coke. He orders for her. She thanks him and slides down her chair. Paul Allen believes Bateman's Marcus Halberstam. Bateman plays along, then. He displays his business card, bone, with Cillian Rail lettering. Van Patten says his is eggshell with Romanian type. Bryce prefers Van Patten's to Bateman's. For his part, Bryce's card has raised lettering, pale nimbus, white. Bateman suggests they see Paul Allen's card. He sees the subtle off-white colouring, a tasteful thickness with a watermark. Bateman's overwhelmed with rage. Bateman has not a single clear, 
identifiable emotion, except greed and disgust. Something horrible's happening inside of him. His nightly bloodlust has overflowed into his days. He feels on the verge of frenzy. Bateman orders a J&B straight with a Corona. Alan wants a double absolute martini. Bateman offhandedly confesses that he likes to dissect girls. Alan's inebriated and mentions that Evelyn has a great body. But she goes out with that loser, Patrick Bateman. Alan is ordered another martini. Alan slumped drunkenly on a chair at Bateman's apartment. The host plays Huey Lewis and the News, showing knowledge of the music and casually donning a raincoat. He takes medication, then hacks away at Alan with a polished axe. Afterwards, a blood-spattered Bateman sits down and lights a cigar. He puts the bag containing Alan's corpse in the back of a cab. Carruthers asks where he got the overnight bag. Bateman says Jean-Paul Gaultier. At Paul Allen's place, there's a moment of sheer panic when Bateman realises Alan's apartment is obviously more expensive than his. He packs Alan's suitcase and records an answer phone message, saying Alan's been called to London. Detective Donald Kimball appears at Bateman's office. Bateman discreetly sweeps his headphones and magazines safely into a drawer. Kimball's investigating Paul Allen's disappearance. Bateman says Allen was probably a closet homosexual who did a lot of cocaine. Kimball thinks he might have gone to London. Bateman propositions solitary hooker Christie. Then he orders over the phone a blonde in her early twenties who does couples. He says his name's Paul Allen. Soon, Christie's drinking Chardonnay in a deep, soaking bath. He tells her to dry off, choose a robe, and come to the living room. He names the other hooker Sabrina. Both women are welcome to drink as much as they like of his fine Chardonnay as he plays Phil Collins. He describes the band Genesis at length, arranging a video camera. Soon, he's watching his reflection having sex with Sabrina, having sex with Christy. Bateman's laughing with his colleagues. He brings up Ed Gein, the serial killer, who once said, when he sees a pretty girl walking down the street, he thinks two things. One part of him wants to treat her nice, 
and the other part of him imagines what her head would look like on a stick. Bateman's soon the only one laughing. Carruthers arrives with his new business cards. Bateman quickly grows rancorous with envy. He puts on gloves and follows Carruthers into the bathroom ready to kill him. At a urinal, Carruthers turns and kisses Bateman's wrist. He's been waiting for ages for this situation. Bateman turns to leave. He must return some videotapes. At a nightclub, Bateman and Van Patten snort cocaine, then rejoin the three girls they're with. The music drowns out conversation. One of the blondes asks Bateman what he does. He's into murders and executions. Most men she knows who work in mergers and acquisitions don't really like it. Next day, Bateman's playing with a lock of blonde hair, which he quickly hides in his pocket. His crosswords filled with the words meat and bone. He asks if Jean wants to go to dinner. He calls Dorcia and lets her think he's booked a table there. She calls the view from Bateman's lounge window elegant. There's a human head in the fridge. He's caressing knives and cleavers. He shares that Ted Bundy's first dog was a collie called Lassie. Soon, he's aiming a nail gun at the back of Jean's head. His landline rings. It's Evelyn, leaving a loved-up message. Jean asks if he wants her to go. She has a tendency to get involved with unavailable men. The night Alan disappeared, Alan's secretary has verified he had dinner with Marcus Halberstram, although Marcus denies it. Kimball confides that he thinks Alan went crazy. Bateman hires Christie again, even though she had to have emergency surgery after the time before. At Alan's apartment, Bateman spikes a drink and pours some for Christie. He tells friend Elizabeth that Christie's his cousin. Soon, both women are dry-humping on the sofa. Bateman's extolling the virtues of Whitney Houston. Elizabeth falls off the sofa laughing. Bateman continues that it's crucial we all empathise with ourselves. While Bateman and Elizabeth are having sex, Christie tries escaping. The sex between Bateman and Elizabeth turns violent. Blood stains the sheets and Elizabeth starts screaming. A blood-soaked Bateman looks up. Christie's frantic and screams when she finds two corpses in a closet. There's dye-yuppie scum 
sprayed on a wall. Bateman appears naked with a chainsaw. Christie finds another corpse in the bathroom. Bateman bites her leg, so she kicks him in the head. Screaming, she bangs on every apartment's door, running down the spiral staircase. Bateman drops the chainsaw with great accuracy, killing her from above. Bateman's drawing a death by chainsaw. Evelyn wants commitment. He says he needs to engage in homicidal behaviour on a massive scale. He tells Evelyn in the strongest terms that they're finished. She's not terribly important to him. She starts crying. He leaves to return some videotapes. That evening, he hallucinates at an ATM and shoots an old lady. He shoots at police and destroys their car. He shoots a security guard and a cleaner. He hides and leaves a desperate answer phone message for his lawyer. He feverishly confesses to the murders of dozens of people. Some he even videotaped. Some he ate their brains. Bateman's apartment's still spotless. He goes to Alan's apartment. The walls there are freshly painted and there are no bodies. He manages to tell the realtor he's looking for Paul Alan's place. After a disjointed conversation, she thinks he should go. At a street payphone, he's swigging pills and tells Jean he needs help. Sobbing, he says he doesn't think he's going to make it to the office that afternoon. He laughs and hangs up. He wipes sweat off his face with his coat before throwing everything on the floor. Bateman approaches his lawyer, asking about the message. Carnes calls it hilarious. The joke was amusing, but would have been more believable had it been Bryce or McDermott instead. Bateman slowly says that he killed Paul Allen, and he liked it. Carnes says he had dinner with Paul Allen twice in London, ten days before. Jean finds Bateman's diary. There are numerous entries with different girls' names. There are grotesque, densely packed, violent drawings. There's a drawing of Elizabeth's head being blown off with a shotgun. Bateman is uncontrollable, insane, vicious and evil. His pain's constant and sharp, and he wants his pain inflicted on others, bar none. His punishment continues to elude him. No new knowledge can be extracted from his telling. This confession has meant nothing.
starring Christian Bale, Justin Theroux, Josh Lucas, rated 18, directed by Mary Harron, released in the UK year 2000, runtime 1 hour 42 minutes.